This is the Warm Springs program on KWSO. The Jefferson County 509J School District is in their summer break, although some programs, including the Summer Food Meal Program, is operating. Jay Matheson is entering year two in his role as superintendent. He stopped by KWSO to share an update. July is uh, always a time where facilities uh, kind of goes to the front page for us. And so in a, in a normal year, uh, we have extra custodial maintenance projects that we've been waiting to do uh, when those school buildings are a little bit more empty. Um, they're not totally empty, but a little bit more empty. And so we get get to work on some of those projects. And then this year, um, we're doing a, even more of that because we've started on the very first of our bond-funded projects um, around the district, and we're doing lots of planning with architects on some other projects. So Last year, voters passed a bond measure to fund facility improvements across the 5 and 9J school district. Some of the first work um, is related to safety and security. And so think about um, doors, mostly exterior doors around a school. We're improving some card lock systems um, so that doors do a better job of closing and locking, things like that. Um, it's, it's not all that visible, you know, in terms of what can you see being done, but that's some of the first work that we've slated. Um, and then, uh, we prioritized and jumped on a couple of our sites where big, big investments are happening. And that would be the K-8 and, uh, Matters High School. The, the amount of work requires us to hire an architectural firm to do the engineering for it. And so we've hired architectural firms, Uh, Two different firms. One's working on uh, the collection of projects at Matters High. One is working on uh, the K-8 additions for classrooms. And uh, we're we're deep into the design work on both of those. And that's really kind of front and center for us in the bond work right now um, is doing that. And I I tell you, um, it's exciting and it's challenging. Um, Won't surprise anybody that um, the cost of materials and labor has gone up significantly since we put together some project estimates about probably about a year and a half ago before the bond vote. Um, and so we, we've got some hard decisions and we've got some um, pencil sharpening that we're doing with architects. Um, and we'll have more of that in the months to come to, to try to do as much good work as we can with the, the dollars entrusted to us by voters. So the K-8 is um, actually the site where of uh, the biggest piece of new construction. So uh, we had gotten an estimate that uh, with X amount of dollars, we could build six new classrooms. You know the story, Sue, here has been that the K-8 has been, um, I would say, crowded to overcrowded since the day it opened. And so we're really excited to be able to add some capacity, some classrooms, um, and so that we can move some programming around. Um, there's some ideas about where to move language and culture programming so it's more central in the school, which is kind of a value statement. Um, there's some, some thinking about where can we have some of our younger, our earlier childhood students be that would be advantageous. Um, but in the short run is we're adding some classrooms uh, at the K-8. That's, that's a big chunk of the bond-funded work. Um, now, there's other work happening, too, at the K-8. Um, we uh, have I've been able to relocate a modular classroom um, onto the campus, and we're getting that ready. We're getting it hooked up to electrical and septic and things like that, and that's going to be the new home of the Boys and Girls Club in Warm Springs. Um, and we think that's such a huge win for the Boys and Girls Club uh, to have their own space. 
um, where they can kind of set up um, and not have to share it and, and move their equipment every day in and out uh, as they've been doing in spaces um, in the K-8. So we're excited about that. Um, as well as you've seen some playground equipment pop up in the last 18 months at the K-8. And um, it's pretty cool to come up here and see families um, utilizing that even in these summer summer days and weeks when I've swung by. So uh, we've got a lot of good stuff happening um, and a lot slated at the K-8 to happen. And, and we're in design work right now with that architectural firm. We have um, representatives from Warm Springs um, in those meetings, thinking with uh, the architects um, so that we make sure we do a good job and, and um, that those facilities are, are culturally representative of, of the rest of the structure, you know. So it, so it doesn't look like an add-on. We want it to look like it's a piece of what should have been here all along. Do we know where the K-8 edition will have its footprint? We are close to doing that. And so um, where, we're, where we're leaning right now, um, and we're not done with this, is that we're going to do um, additions to one or maybe two of the current hallways. Um, that's where we're leaning right now. And there's some cost reasons for that. And then there's some flow reasons for that. And smart people like architects tell us that's just better than a separate little pod of a building, but add on to what you have and make it look like it's always been there. So that's where we're leaning. But I would say those decisions aren't, aren't final yet. Matheson says the goal is to see construction by this time next year. The design work is going to take more than six months, but we're in it. We're slated uh, to start that work and be doing it next summer. So we say summer of 23. If everything goes well, um, there's, we're going to have some curveballs because it's hard to get materials um, on project sites and it's hard to get labor people to come and do the work. But if things go great at this time next year, we should see a lot of construction at the K-8. Schools are experiencing a similar struggle with most all other businesses and organizations, it seems like these days, with regard to filling staff positions. Jefferson County 5 and IJ Superintendent Jay Matheson. I think it's the biggest challenge right now. I was um, over in the Valley earlier this week in a meeting with a number of, of school and district leaders, and it's not unique uh, to 509J that we are having a hard time filling all of the jobs with adults that we would want to. Um, it's everywhere. I, I, I was talking with folks from places that I wouldn't think would have a hard time finding teachers and other staff, but it's it's Hillsborough's chief problem. It's Salem's chief. It's amazing. Um, and so, yeah, we're really challenged with that. I would say that things are looking good for us in terms of being able to hire uh, general education classroom teachers. And uh, we feel like we're okay, but we still need uh, a little bit more in terms of bus drivers. That's been a big national story for the last years. We still need a little bit more, but we're doing okay. Um, our biggest challenge right now is with special education teachers and educational assistants. It, it was our challenge last year, our biggest challenge, and it is right now. Um, I will sleep better when we find a handful more special education teachers and um, probably a couple handfuls more of education assistants who will work with, with kiddos um, with, with some needs. Yeah. When it comes to ensuring funding is available for school operations and student education, Matheson says that 509J has done well. We talk about a balance when it comes to school funding. Uh, you want 
to utilize resources. You're stewarding those. You want to utilize resources for today's second graders. But at the same time, uh, school funding in Oregon is very uncertain. Uh, there are peaks and valleys, and the valleys for me over 27 years in schools in Oregon are way longer periods of time than, than any short blips or peaks. And you have to save. Um, for those things. Otherwise, you do just what you said. You end up cutting programs that mean a lot to kids. Um, so it's a challenge. Uh, do you spend every nickel today? No. But do you save every nickel you can? And uh, no, there's a balance there. And you're right. There has been really sound financial leadership in this district uh, for years. Um, that's a credit to the school boards uh, over these past years for sure, um, and that stretches back a while, and then also superintendents and, and folks who ran finances for the district. Um, I've worked in places that were not as fiscally sound and prepared for those funding valleys as 509J was, um, and we did have to make some hard program cuts. So where we are right now is um, we're grateful for the programs that we've been able to add in recent years, but we also have a real clear picture. The economy could be shifting right now under our feet. It seems to be heading towards a valley. And um, so our board is wise um, and I would say fiscally conservative, and we are having conversations about let's make sure we're prepared uh, to maintain programs that are most important when the next valley comes. It's not an if. We hit tough, belt-tightening financial times again. In order, it's a when, and it appears that it could be coming. And so uh, our school board's on the ball, and, and our uh, financial leadership in the district is, is working um, to be smart. Education systems and methodology is always evolving to best meet students' needs. Jay Matheson is the superintendent of the Jefferson County 509J School District. He says in addition to always striving to meet students' individual needs, COVID-19 has impacted education and how it's done. I would say the, the thing, right, um, that everybody is talking about is coming out of the backside of the pandemic, at least what we hope is the backside of the pandemic. How do you help students who may have gaps in their learning uh, fill those gaps. And so there is some funding for that, um, and we're able to use that to keep our class sizes a little smaller last year and hopefully in the year to come than what they have been traditionally um, to make sure that we're able to hire an extra teacher if we need to to add another fifth grade. That's a move we made last year here at the K-8 where we were able to add a fifth grade class um, later in the summer so that those fifth grade class sizes were smaller. That helps we think, with, with um, students being able to fill some of those gaps. That's really the big talk right now um, is how do we do that. And um, gratefully, there isn't a next off-the-shelf program being pushed. Folks understand that our best shot is having um, teachers who are well-trained and um, understanding how they can help kiddos catch up and accelerate um, and then making sure they have access to those kids and, and are able to connect with families. So that's really front and center for us. We, you know, think about uh, those, those kids who are now third graders, how interrupted their first and second grade years. And we know what they're learning in first and second grade. 
So now what do we do in third grade to help bolster the skills that they gained last year and help them continue to accelerate? Um, That's really what we're thinking about quite a bit. I asked if some valuable lessons were learned from the impacts of COVID-19. I think there was. Um, I think um, we've been reminded how important connecting with families are. Um, You know, families had a front and center view to their child's teaching and learning. It might have happened on a screen at home, but they were able to see that teacher uh, more often than they would uh, unless they were volunteering every day in a brick-and-mortar school. And so I think that's one lesson that we've learned is connection with families is really important. I think another thing that we relearned that we knew is for the majority of kids, face-to-face relationships uh, with their peers that are healthy and with adults who care for them makes all the difference in the world. And um, if we can make school a place that students want to be, whether they're six years old or whether they're 16 years old, um, that gives them a shot at at the learning that we hope for them in school. But we need to make sure that the face-to-face interactions um, make it clear that every every student belongs in whatever school they're attending. So uh, we we relearned that. When we weren't able to go to school, um, we missed it. School's out for the summer, but the new fall school year will be upon us before you know it. For the Warm Springs K-8 Academy, there'll be a summer acceleration session for three weeks in August that is being coordinated by the 21st Century Learning Center program. You do need to sign up your student for the sessions, and you can do so by stopping by the K-8 office on Monday or Wednesday mornings this month, or you can also sign up online. Jay Matheson is the Jefferson County 509J superintendent. July marks the start of my second year as being a part of the team in 509J, and um, I had just an amazing first-year experience in the middle of all the challenges that we navigated. Um, I really am starting to feel like these communities are um, a fantastic place to serve. And so when, you, when somebody like me, like you, Sue, takes a new job, um, you always wonder, and boy, am I grateful to be right where I'm at and um, excited about year two and year four and uh, down the road. So, Matheson continues to get to know the school district's communities. He even made it out to some Nashos hot summer nights powwow. Here's what I do know about the powwow. Uh, I learned about uh, Sweep Your Teepee. I had never seen Sweep Your Teepee before. What a hoot. I'll tell you, uh, Captain and Carlos had the microphone, and uh, I think they had the most fun of anybody there. Those two guys, they were great. Matheson says the school district's in good shape in having filled their leadership positions at schools. Yes, we are fully staffed. Madras High School has a new principal. Tony Summers, who's our new Madras High School principal, and um, excited to be um, working some and communicating with Tony these months. And um you know, to give you a picture of how he jumped in, he officially started in the job July 1, but he spent some days in June um, going with staff to professional development um, before he even started on the job, before he's on the payroll, so to speak. He spent days in May going to the high school, uh, walking the hallways, talking with staff and students and families. Uh, I know Tony was uh, out in Simnasho just this past Wednesday at Hot Summer Nights um, wanting to really become ingrained in the community. Um, he and his wife have, uh, are buying a home um, in Jefferson County in Madras. And um, his picture of a high school principal is, is uh, 
I want to be in the community. I want to soak it up. I want families to know me. I want to know them. And that's at all of our communities um, in 509J. And he's off to a good start. Superintendent of the Jefferson County 509J School District, Jay Matheson. 509J continues to seek qualified individuals to fill educational assistant positions as well as bus driver positions. You can see employment opportunities on the district website at jcsd.k12.or.us. Click on the Employment tab at the top right of the homepage. I'm Sue Matters reporting for the Warm Springs Program on 91.9 FM KWSO.